Hey, this is Pastor Nate Cook, and you're listening to Pontificating Pastors, a podcast where we lock two pastors in a room and just let them talk about anything and everything. My friend Michael Pig is a church planner in San Marcos, Texas, and I'm a traditional church pastor here in Midwest City, Oklahoma. Today on the podcast, Michael and I share some crazy ministry stories that have happened to us over the years. Ultimately, maybe the most crazy is the one where Michael almost gets stoned. Want to know what that means? Well then sit back and relax and enjoy this episode of Pontificating Pastors. Hey, Michael, how's it going this week? It's going well. How are you, Nate? I am doing good. I'm doing good. So I'm uh, going to get tatted up tonight. Wow, really? Yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. Okay. So, interesting story. Um, I got a gift certificate to a tattoo parlor for my birthday this last year from a member of my congregation. <laughs> oh, my. So, oh, my. That's that's about the craziest thing I've ever heard, I think, you know. Uh, yeah, I've been from... talking about getting Emmanuel tattooed on myself. And so I think finally they were tired of hearing it. And they said, <laughs> we're going to make him put up or shut up. They called so, your bluff, huh? They did. Yeah. So um, I have an aversion to pain. And well, I do too, so to we'll find out. For... <laughs> I, don't, I don't know that I could pay somebody to stab me with a needle a whole bunch. So Tyler was going to come tonight and, and be a part of this. And then he, I said, well, there is a chance I'll just chicken out. So he's going to miss something at school to do this. And he's like, what are the odds you're going to chicken out? And I was like, well, really not that good. But man, if it hurts really bad, I might be like Phoebe on Friends. And she <laughs> she comes back and she got her tattoo and they can't see. It's a little dot. It's She's like, dot. it's the earth from really, really far away. So... <laughs> That might be me oh, uh, tomorrow. Goodness. I might goodness. get the Phoebe tattoo. So, so you're gonna what's get been going Emmanuel? on with you? You're going to get Emmanuel. Let me make, before we move on. I got to make sure I understand. You're getting Emmanuel on in your, Hebrew. In Hebrew, on, on my your, forearm. On your forearm. So it's going to read from your hand to your elbow. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's how Hebrew reads. Right. <laughs> it's going to face me. <laughs> okay. So you. Can... The idea is that I always remember God is with me when I look down. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So yeah. Good. Good. Yeah. We'll, we'll see how it goes. Um, I'll give an update next week on right. the pain level. Okay. Uh, what are you up to this week? Oh, you know, I, today I got an interesting phone call. Uh, we were supposed to re- start recording earlier today. And, yeah. Uh, and I got a phone call from a police officer friend of mine who said, Hey, I'm teaching this class on... Uh, on bikes, on bikes, you know, being a police officer on a bike, you know, down, patrolling downtown areas and things like that. He said, uh, and we're doing some exercises today, and I'd like to catch some video uh, footage of that. Could you come down and run the camera? So I got to That's go. That's awesome. I got to go to the shooting range at the police station and uh, and witness some of their training. Um, and it was just, it was intense, man. They, they were on these bikes and they were riding as hard as they could. And they had to take this path, uh, around a, a sharp turn through a gate and into the shooting, the firing range, the shooting range and, uh, 
throw down their bike, jump off, and and pull off a few rounds uh, at some targets, um, like some perpetrator targets. So they like as they rode up, they flipped, you know, they spun so that it revealed the guy with the gun. Oh, he's pulled a gun, and you know, there's officers right. yelling, yelling, "He's pulled a gun! He's pulled a gun!" You know, you know, and and I got to film all of that. Man, it was our film. I don't know. Can we say film? Do you say film anymore? It was video. Yeah, was, I mean, it was there's all not actually film. There's in no the film camera, in the camera. I don't know. I'm, you can I'm, still say film. Can I say that? Um, yeah, and be accurate, but anyway, so that's that was. I mean, I've gotten to do some pretty cool stuff in ministry. Um, you know, somebody's like, "What do you like have a, a videography, uh, you know, job or what?" Like, and I'm like, "No, no, I'm a chaplain down at the department, and I just get asked to do cool stuff like that every once." Yeah, in a while. that's so, pretty cool. Yeah, one one of the coolest things I ever got asked to do was in the very first church I pastored. I had this 72 year old woman who played. Final Fantasy on the PlayStation, and uh, she said it kept her mind sharp. And PlayStation she, yeah. One, the original, the original, <laughs> that original. Ooh. And she would call me and she'd say, "Pastor Michael, are you headed into town today?" And I'd say, "Yes, ma'am. I'm. I'll be headed into town later. I'm going to go by the hospital or whatever." And she'd say, "Well, when you're on your way, could you just come by my house? My thumbs don't work fast enough to get me past this level on Final Fantasy. <laughs> could you stop? Could you stop by?" And help me out. So I used to play PlayStation as part of my ministry with a 72-year-old woman. So that was a lot of fun. Amen. Yeah. We used to, speaking of police officers, we used to be a place for the SWAT team to come in and do like fake building searches, like, you know, set up scenarios. Oh, yeah. So it was always interesting. You know, you kind of knew if there were a bunch of police cars around, you didn't just walk into the building because they might, you know, <laughs> sure. pull guns on sure. you and think you. Oh, wow. Think yeah. you were part of the scenario. They probably wouldn't have had any oh. live fire or anything, but right. it might have scared you a little bit. So, oh, yeah. Yeah, I was asked to do an interesting thing. My first youth ministry job full-time, I get up there, and I don't know anybody, and, and the pastor says, hey, we're going to go help this lady move. And I say, uh, okay, yeah, let's do that. Well, I find out it's a really, really bad situation, and the her husband is abusive, and it's it's a real mess that I'm walking into. And so I find myself this first like week on this new career path and my new job or ministry. Sure. I find myself driving her husband's car who's in Nebraska on his way back to Kansas. Um, and we're moving before he can get there. I find myself driving his car, which to just give you a picture of the car, the stick shift like knob was a skull the the tire covers to cover the tire you know close the tire stems sure. so the air doesn't leak out were skulls the little the little knobs for the locks were skulls and so it was just like this i'm driving his car full of stuff that i don't know if it's his or hers because every time we ask her she's like oh he won't miss that and I'm like, are we stealing this man's stuff and moving it all out? And I'm the one in his car. I'm the one like, behind the wheel. I, yeah, and I, he's and gonna I'm make just, a skull out of me if I'm not careful. Yeah, I'm picturing that. Like my first week in ministry, it's like you know, Nate was a good guy. Um, he 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 was a good minister for a week, but here <laughs> here lies he got Nate caught. Cook. Here lies yeah. Nate Cook. He got caught driving the skull mobile. <laughs> And has never been seen again. So, 
Yeah, it was pretty interesting stuff. So that's good. I thought maybe that's what we do this week is just tell some funny stories. That same sure. church, we went on a mission trip to Denver and we were doing kind of, we had a great trip. They had a lot of different things planned out. So it was kind of like one day we went to the food bank and then the next day we saw a place where they distributed food like to the homeless. And so we're working with the homeless and it's like, you can work in this help, you know, rebuild the the building or you can go talk to the homeless and of course me you know as a pastor i'm like i want to talk to the homeless so yeah. we're all out there hanging out with all these people and just getting to know their stories and i've got this little seventh grader his name is casey casey's now a doctor in that town he's just like super smart kid mm-hmm. and he wants to talk to the homeless and so casey is there and he's talking to this guy and all of a sudden this guy just looks him directly in the eyes and says i've killed before and I will kill again. Oh, and, my goodness. And so no. I'm like, Casey, I need your help over here. And we have like three guys that just descend on this situation. <laughs> and we're all like, oh, my goodness. Oh, no. So, um, yeah, sometimes in ministry, you, you get into some situations that are pretty interesting. Oh, yeah. To say the least. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I know. I've I, I, One time I was fishing on the banks of the Amazon. Uh, in a break that we had on a mission trip there and um, I'm waiting on a group to come back because we only have a couple of canoes and we have to go in you know a canoe load at a time to this uh, to this village where we're going so we're on the river boat and we decide we're going to go fishing me and this other guy and um, somehow this this woman who was uh, there a part of the crew I think she wasn't a part of the crew she was the girlfriend of a crew member was she part of Davy Jones' crew, part of the ship, part of the crew, part of the ship, part of the crew? <laughs> part of the crew. Yeah, I wasn't, I don't think she was really supposed to be there with us. And I gotcha. And she was off her meds. And the, the ship crew claimed that she was demon possessed. And, uh, and, and I don't know, you know, that's always a, a difficult deal, uh, whether it's demon possession or mental illness. You know, and, and scholars have that debate all the time. But um, anyway, we're standing there fishing. And all of a sudden, she's standing right behind the guy that I'm fishing with, that I'm side by side with. And uh, I look over, and she has punched him in the side of the head. Wow. And I said, what the hell? What's going on? And, uh, and <laughs> What did you just say? <laughs> I said, what the heck? What's going on? Oh, okay. <laughs> and I was like, we might have to put this explicit. Explicit. Michael's, Michael's got cussing. excited here. Michael's cussing. Um well, you know, I mean, hex just a replacement for hell, right? Um, but she, that is true. And yeah, I, I had yeah. some pastors growing up that liked to use the word hell over and over. Yeah, <laughs> usually just threatening us. But my, one time, Judah, Judah told his Sunday school teacher, she said, she said, "Do y'all have any prayer requests?" And Judah raised his hand and said, "Yeah, can we pray for my dad?" And I was the, I was the youth pastor at the church that this right. happened at, and so he's in his Sunday school class and. She comes to me afterwards and she goes, Michael, you got to hear this. It's the greatest thing ever. <laughs> I said, oh, no. She said, yeah, I asked for prayer requests and Judah asked if we pray for you. And I said, oh, really? What's what's going on with Michael? And she, he said, well, he's a cusser. <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah, apparently I had said shut up or, you know. Yeah, well, you know. you know. And so Judah had, had decided that I was a cusser. So this lady hit the guy in the head, so she and you said, the what I'm the sorry. heck is got, going on? No, I, I got you off track. I was and, just uh, trying to figure out what you said there. And so um, her boyfriend comes running off, and he was our navigator on the trip, and um, very good at his job. And he comes and tackles her, 
and drags her up the hill, like just kind of wrestles her up the hill. And we're just standing there going, oh my goodness, what do we do? Well, they get to the top of the hill and he's got her calmed down and he's he's not being mean to her. He's being kind to her and we kind of figure that out and he's just trying to keep her from punching Mike in the head. And, um, and so we go back to fishing. And we're kind of talking out of the side of our mouth to one another. Don't look at the situation. Might make right. her mad again. Not sure what we did that made her mad in the first place. And uh, so we yeah. fish and we start taking a few steps. With every cast, we start taking a few steps back toward the boat. And we're a long way from the boat. And uh, I, I kind of hear a noise and I turn around and she is coming full speed down the hill, down the bank, with a rock the size of your head in her hands above her head she's gonna running, stone y'all running at us with this thing and all i've got is a fishing pole and i'm like mike run my run and mike <laughs> takes off running and i'm right behind him and we have to run down the beach and i'm like waving my behind me i'm waving my <laughs> fishing pole at her like yeah you know yeah that could do a lot with that rock. well i'm just trying to keep her it was a long pole so i was keeping right. her far enough away that she couldn't throw that rock at, at us and and we ran down the beach and we ran up the gangplank and onto the ship and uh, and pulled the gangplank, and, and she started cussing in Portuguese. Uh, so we didn't understand all of it. but And they wouldn't translate everything to us because she was they saying like, some pretty yeah. rough stuff, apparently. Those are words you never yeah. heard before. And, uh, yeah, and then she got she got real mad, and, and she started stripping down to her skivvies, and, and her boyfriend came and tackled her in the water and made her put her clothes back on. <laughs> then he took her to another boat and they gave her passage back to home where she could get uh, treatment and her meds. It was a, wow. It was an intense moment. Yeah. So the rest yeah, of that's that trip, pretty incredible. The rest of that trip was really great. I mean, we saw incredible spiritual breakthroughs and things, but that was just one where we, we, you know, I still sometimes think about her and wonder what, what happened to her and, you know, whisper a prayer, God protect her, watch over her. But I don't, I don't, I never got the end of that story. Yeah, so um, not near as exciting as that, but funny <laughs> camp story. So my first uh, pastor that we were, I worked under, I was a volunteer youth pastor. We would go to camp, and he was always the night watchman. And so um, I was a horrible sponsor when I first started <laughs> youth ministry. Because uh, now that I've been like on the other side where I was like the MYI president, like sponsors like me would have driven me crazy. Like oh, yeah. I took all my kids out, snuck out at night out of the cabin <laughs> just so we could sabotage our pastor, you know, who's the night watchman. And so oh, really? we get all these water balloons filled up. And Shout we decide, out to that guy. Who was that guy? Larry Morris. Oh, Larry yeah. Morris. All right. Yeah, good old Larry. So he's down there in Houston, not yeah, too far from me. living here. word. So Larry is driving this Jeep uh, Cherokee. It was his, like his first car when he moved there. And uh, it was one of those with the sunroof. You know, he has the sunroof open. It's in the middle of the night. We're chasing him in the church van, which is like this old 1980 <laughs> Dodge church van. I mean, it's going, we're, we're going over like, you know, not paved road stuff. And so it's bouncing all over. And somehow, I mean, it must have been like immaculate, 
not reception, but this immaculate throw. I With my left hand, I'm driving steering wheel in my right hand. I take this water balloon, throw it with my left hand. It goes in the sunroof and <laughs> lands right in Larry's lap. It was it was the most epic thing. And we were just chasing him around all night. And I'm thinking, you know, as a sponsor, that was like the worst idea ever. Like, oh. if one of my sponsors would have done that when I was NYI president, I would have been livid. But Oh, yeah. Um, I was 20-something and didn't really have a, a lot of sense. Not that all 20-somethings yeah. don't have a lot those are of the, sense. Those are the people. I didn't have a lot of sense when I was 20-something. <laughs> those are the people that, as a camp director, you have to threaten to send home and not invite back. Yeah, Which, unfortunately, thankfully they invited me back, yeah. so unfortunately, that's where I that met happens. you was at camp. So, it, Well, was it at camp or family camp? One of the camps. Yeah, I don't somewhere, remember. yeah, something like that. Probably it so. Camp Arrowhead on the West Texas District. Yeah, any other uh, crazy stories or oh. interesting stories from mm-hmm. over the years? I don't know, I get... I, you know, the, the, I was telling some folks the other day, whatever you think about all, my altruistic reasons, like you, a lot of times parishioners, especially during October and Pastor Appreciation Month, month Pastor Appreciation Month, they uh, they say things like, oh, just the, the work you do, and you know, and they have all these appreciative things to say. And I, and I, I thank them for it. Sometimes I think that we probably ought to spend our, our Octobers as pastors appreciating the people who serve alongside us you know yeah i've kind of done that before i can't say i did that this year yeah you know they have a 40 hour a week job and then they show up and they still help us with all kinds of crazy things but the stuff we dream up yeah yeah and i said you know whatever whatever imagination you have about my altruism there's it's that's really false i'm really in this for the front row seat i get a front row seat to just the coolest the coolest things, you know, I, I took a team back to um, to Brazil a few years later, and we're on this uh, incredible mission trip, and uh, and I got to baptize a young lady from our group and two other people from the church there in Potinchins on the Amazon, um, in the Amazon. I there were to, no crocodiles no, that came well, up on you? No. no. I literally they're, heard they're, of someone getting yeah. attacked by a crocodile during a baptism yeah, not too they long have, ago. They have caiman there. So, oh, okay. Um, and, they're a little smaller. They're a little smaller. but They uh, just take your pinky toe instead of well, your yeah. leg. There, there were piranha in the, in the river. Oh, that's good yeah, to yeah. know. So it was, it was fun. But, uh, and while we're, while we're doing this baptism, we had purchased a boat. Our team had purchased a boat to give to... The pastor of the church that we were helping to build the structure there in Parnchins, and that's uh, awesome. And we bought him a boat because he was planting another church in a nearby kind of island city on the Amazon. It's only an island during the wet season, um, right? But uh, to get to it was take you know he had to charter a boat. He had it took a long time, but if he had a fast moving uh, smaller boat, then he could get to and from it in a day. Uh, much easier, um, and he could visit it twice as often. And there so, you go. Um, while we're doing this baptism, um, my guys bring the boat around. We parked it at a dock where, consequently, we, uh, or incidentally, not consequently, but incidentally, we had been fishing for piranha earlier in the day. Um, and we, do you eat piranha? <laughs> no, we just thought it'd be fun to catch them. I mean, you can. Oh, they cook, okay. They cook some for us. And it was it was okay. So I, I was about to say, a perch. I mean, 
just stay away but from what if that piranha ate a person before so it'd be like some oh. kind of cannibalism yeah see i'm i, I don't know those are <laughs> philosophical questions i'm not prepared to answer but we we um, and we had gone swimming off that dock, and they brought this this boat around, and they put that they brought it up, and he thought that, uh, and the, one of the guys' name was Frank, and he was like Frank, and he thought Frank had gone and and rented a boat so that he could watch the baptism from the boat, and he and so he thought we were just being goofy. Well, we said I just put you know I told him in broken Portuguese and with the translator yelling from the shore, you know what, what, what was going on. This was his boat. We were giving this boat to to the church for him to use as transportation to go plant other churches. And he got so excited. Um, he went to the shore and he grabbed his baby girl. She's like two, three years old. So her name is Sarah. And he picks up Sarah and he puts her in the front seat of the boat and he, and he raises her hand and he says, Sarah. And then he grabs the side of the boat and he says, Sarah. So as to name the boat Sarah and saying that because Sarah gives birth in impossible ways. Yeah, and this that's boat awesome. is going to give birth in impossible ways, and there's they're just shouting and there's they're singing from the shores, um, and then we and and then we get to baptize you know six people that day, so that's that was pretty, pretty cool. cool. That was a great yeah. front row seat that I had in ministry. You know, it wasn't such a crazy story because I have a lot of crazy stories about you know what kids get up, you know, what some crazy things that kids do in youth ministry and those sort of things. But I think some of I've, my best stories are those front row seats to what God is up to. Yeah, I've had a, I've heard of a pastor who named his boat Visitation. So every time he wanted to go out fishing or <laughs> water skiing, he could say he was out on Visitation. Yeah. So, yeah. I, a, I don't know if that's a, a legit thing, but it's at least an old joke. I don't so. know if it, if it happened, but uh, I've heard that joke for myself yeah so i guess uh you're getting ready to go to a football game last time we talked you were getting ready to do some halloween uh halloween cookout we did ours we got a little sprinkled on we had three neighborhoods my neighborhood was a dud we probably gave out 30 (laughs) hot dogs and we ended up sending some of ours we didn't realize our neighborhood was that quiet Mm -hmm. i mean it is quiet we noticed that but nobody was driving down the street or anything so We sent a bunch of ours to another neighborhood. We have one that gave out 200 hot dogs in like 45 minutes, so theirs was not. Yeah. So we may just join did, them next year. We did about 150 hot dogs in an hour. Next year, yeah. we're going we're to double our hot dogs because I think we could have given. And it was raining. It was pouring down rain. Right, We yeah. had tents, like uh, those awnings set up, and, yeah. and the wind nearly took them away, and we had people holding on to them. We were sopping wet, and people who had been That's dedication. They, people were trick-or-treating, and they knew that the house on the corner is giving away hot dogs, and they right. have awnings. And so we have all these people crowded up under our awnings while it's raining, like strangers just making friends. It was it was a lot of fun. That's awesome. Fun. And so yeah. some of my neighbors have said, hey, y'all going to do that again? We're like, we did it last year. We did it this year. We're going to do it next year. I did have one guy who said, please don't let this deter you because next year I want to come and get a hot dog again. Because I was like, this has been pretty slow at our house. Yeah. And so it may have deterred us, though. But we had another house. We gave them 40 of ours. So they gave out about 140 and they went and bought some more. So they probably gave out close to 200 in an hour and a half or so. So if it doesn't rain next year, man, I don't know how many there are. You're going to buy Sam's out. If we can give away 150 in the rain. Yeah, you know, and and then like we we had four hundred dollars worth of candy. 
Oh my goodness. Yeah, because I mean people just brought candy and the I still have candy. candy. You could probably hear this yeah. like You hear that? That's uh-huh. my jar of candy that now <laughs> I give to candy. kids because it was left over from our But yeah, we did we did a bunch of that too. One it was a lot of fun. One at a time. Yeah. Can you hear that? So. That's my scale saying one at a time. Yeah, I, I know, so right? That's that's what I'm thinking too. So, anyway, it's good to talk to you. Um, Jonah's playing football here a little bit, so go Rattlers! And uh, I will see you next week. And I will be a tatted up man. I will be, or I'll have a little dot on my (laughs) or you'll have a a tattoo of the earth. We'll keep everybody in suspense about that, but. (laughs) All right, hey, we love you guys. Love have you a great evening. Hope Take it's care. not too cold down there. It's pretty chilly here. But well, we're actually going to have football. football football weather for the first time all all year, all season. And there's Shelly Pig in the background. Yeah, she just walked in from work, and we're about to get in the car and go. So we'll see all you right. later. We'll see you. Love you guys. Love you. Bye. Bye. Hey, thanks again for listening to Pontificating Pastors. If you like what you're hearing, don't forget to subscribe on iTunes or Anchor or any one of the other platforms. We hope you have a great week.